Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's time for the Sports Blast. <laughs> Ashish Sharma. What you have here is a solid foundation of young talent. All you have to go out and do is get the big bop. Everyone in this room is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. I am going to smack you so hard. Pain in the ass. I will smack it's your face happen. off of your face. Ryan Roach. You can get on base, you can walk, you can hit, and you can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position. Sports. Dave Pollard. is facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird Outrage. way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves. He's absolutely right. And Mark Lazell. You have a great coach of Brad Stevens. You want him to stick around. Around. You want him to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch, you have to win these games. There are playoff implications on the line. The Sports Blast. What the hell are you doing? Only on ESPN New Hampshire. This is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, no, 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 that doesn't no, work. No, no, don't ruin it. No. And ESPNNHradio.com. Game on! Game on! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Sports Blast here on WGAM Radio. And I'm here, as always, with Mark Lazell, Brian Roach. Ashish is not with us today. Uh, we want to just extend thoughts and prayers to his family. because His uh, grandfather passed away. His grandfather did pass away earlier this week, uh, so he's with his family right now. San so. Francisco. Yep, and mm. thoughts and prayers definitely with the sheesh. We're thinking of you, buddy. Uh, you're probably not listening right now, but uh, we're going to kill the show for you today. Yeah, we will. All right, and uh, we got a lot to get to today as well. Uh, e- even though it's sort of still that dark time, you know, where you're waiting for preseason football to come around, you talk about a training camp and all that. I thought that, you meant because of the weather outside. It's gloomy <laughs> out today, man. It yeah. is downpouring. I hope it's not like that all day because i mean uh, we're close enough to boston where this could affect oh the yeah game, oh know? yeah i could i mean and they've had some uh they've had some bad weather down there as well yeah, yeah. I, I was driving home uh i think it was thursday night the game because the game got rained out thursday right wednesday wednesday it was one of those days this yeah. week they all blend together but i was on my way home i got caught in this thunderstorm yeah and i i'm not kidding when i say i saw Probably twenty to thirty bolts of lightning. Not just those lightning yep. flashes that light up the whole sky. Yeah. Bolts of lightning, <laughs> and it was uh, amazing. But at the same, it gets a little scary when oh. you see that many. You're like, okay, what, what the hell's going on? Yeah, here? it gets like, powerful out yeah, there. You start looking at the tall towers around you, waiting for <laughs> one to get hit, and like just waiting for the radio to go out. Well, Dave, I got to be cautious whenever I walk outside because I'm, you know, a tower. You're tall, man. Yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta. You don't have any metal in that dolphin's hat, do you? No, no, no. Nope. Oh, man. That's, that's, we we that's, might need metal good. for Ryan Tannehill's knee, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he may be the bionic man by the time he's done with that knee. <laughs> We're going to get to that later, though, we right? Will, we that's will. on the yep. docket. We're going to talk about the Dolphins and their woes. But, I mean, where else to start today other than the Red Sox? Yeah. This time last week, we're a little bit down on them because of the whole David Price, Dennis Eckersley fiasco. It seems like that has uh, jolted the team. Uh, it maybe I don't know if you can or they've played well despite no no because look you can look at it as like hey maybe uh, you know price sticking up for the team blah 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 maybe right. maybe they're ignoring what everyone else is saying they they care for each other they care about the clubhouse and maybe it fires them up but I mean you can also look at it and say the two guys that were really in question last week price and Pedroia both on the DL, and all of a sudden the it. team is clicking. Yeah. Right. What's going on there? <laughs> that's, you a know? Good, that's a good thing. So, I mean, hey, look, whatever it is right now, it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I, sure, they're playing. Uh, I mean, they played well against the Indians, but they get the White Sox, which is the worst team but, in the uh, American but League. But, you know, you got to beat those teams, obviously. Yeah, that, you, you can't blame them for the schedule. you got to beat the bad teams and then play 500 against the yeah, good teams. You want to take care of business against a team like the White Sox. They didn't do it against Seattle. If you recall, they did not. So, uh, and I really attribute a lot of the success of the team lately to the to the addition of Devers and Nunez. Yeah, you know, so that's uh, that's something we're going to talk about extensively today is how they've impacted the team. Uh, why don't we just kick it off there? You know, because Devers, for what it's worth, you know, twenty year old kid, you're waiting mm-hmm. for a drop off. As time goes by, pitchers are going to have more of a book on him. Yeah. They'll figure out how to pitch to the kid. But it's been nine games. He's so. the kind of hitter with uh, where it's difficult to find the hole because he does take the pitch wherever it's thrown. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed one hole that they've taken advantage of with two strikes is up and in. 
Yeah, sure. He's swung through that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Just last straight night, fastball. Especially. Last night, uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the third home run he hit, top of the field, where it looked like a pop-up. Uh, it, it amazed me. Yeah, he muscled that it got, out. Uh, like, he's 20 years old. Imagine once he, like, gets more strength. Once he fully matures. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, one... I mean, he's got a lot of power already. You can right. tell some of those. And he's some of these guys just have that natural ability to get mm-hmm. the ball out of the ballpark to to all fields. Yeah. Right, Devers and seems to be that kind of hitter. Yeah, and I, I think I'm not making comparison to Aaron Judge, but the power wise, yeah. like you know, you think it's a fly ball, and that sucker's just. I out. mean, straight it's out, gone. straight out, and safe go. That's uh that's a that's oh a yeah. Poke. You, See, you don't you don't hit that ball right. to dead center and Safeco unless you're a power hitter, yep. like yeah. a natural power hitter. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, and it seems like he has a good eye at the plate. He he's taking a lot of pitches. He he doesn't look like he's trying to overdo it. Right. He's not swinging at pitches that are far outside the zone. Right. Seems uh, disciplined at the plate. Yeah. yeah. And he, he fouls take off tough chances. pitches, which yeah. is not something you usually see with young players. Right. Right. Like you know. Mancata last year. Uh, the the Mancata's in this series. Um, Mancata last year. He he couldn't identify a breaking ball. It looks right. like Devers can actually identify the breaking ball and know how to. Lay off. Yeah, you remember Moncada last year struck out like what, eight, nine times in a row. <laughs> like, yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, he he's, he still do- he's still doing that this year. He's right. hitting, uh, it's now like 130 because he got two hits last, last night. night yeah. Or actually, he got, I think he might have got three yeah. um, by the time the game was over. And but, people yeah. always talk about that jump from, you know, if you go from uh, single A to double A, not a big jump. Double right. A to triple A, not a huge jump. That huge jump comes from triple A to the majors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so hitters, young hitters, have to adjust. Moncada really hasn't found that stroke yet, but Devers seems to have come up to the majors, made that jump almost seamless. He's hit. Yeah, guys, he's hit only fastballs, but uh, that's what you got to do yeah. when they make a mistake with the fastball. You got to hit it. And, and, and Devers in the last seven games is eleven for twenty-four. He's batting four fifty-eight, two home runs, five three. RBIs, three home runs. Now three. Yes. Now three home runs. Yep. He, but he's having he's having a great like you know stretch here. But I think what kind of you know strikes me the most is his defense too. A lot of people had questions on his defense. Yeah, he had one error. Yeah, uh, one error uh, two nights ago, I believe. Yeah, but he made a great play last night. Yeah, um, I was just on say the that. bunt. Yeah, when when the bunt went to the, uh, Heath Hembree, I think it was right, on right. the hill. No, yeah. he hasn't hurt you defensively, and especially. I don't know you... how his body was able to uh, contort like that, right. where he was able <laughs> to catch the ball behind him while also finding the bag with one of his feet. It was, yeah, it was impressive. Well, uh, well, and he actually had a play like that on that bunt. That was an error for Devers? No, that was no, no. Two, ni- two nights ago, there, were, there was a play. It was a throwing error. I forget error. what it was. It was a slow-moving yeah. ball. He, right, right. He, he did, took his time. He did make a mistake on, yeah. the, I think, the play you're talking about. Uh, there, okay, so there was another play I remember where he did need to get back to third base. He charged in he on charged a short hopper. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and the pitcher was going for yeah. it. His play was to go back to third base because there was a force Yeah, that was 30. a few nights he ago. He didn't yeah. get back on time for yeah. it. So, I mean, there are some mistakes in the field, but when we talked about Pablo, Marrero, you know... It, it well, he learned from it because he was back on third base last night. Sure, and look, you're always looking for that from young right. players. They're going to make mistakes. I, I don't pace. ever fault a young player for making mistakes. It's mm-hmm. how do you correct them. Right. And it seems like, you know, they've been limited mistakes, and he has sort of adjusted when he's needed to. But when we've talked about Pablo uh, playing third base or Marrero playing third base... I mean, Marrero was a good third baseman totally but he, couldn't hit. but he had deficiencies at the plate yeah so that's what we're talking about what right. outweighs what and with pablo you were hoping the hitting might outweigh some of the errors you were getting on the field he did have five home runs but he was also hitting like 200 i so. think the overall point with devers is that whatever woes you might have from him defensively are far outweighed by the production you're getting from him at the plate and uh, as far as i've seen uh he hasn't really been that deficient no with his glove He's made some. Uh, he's made. He made one diving play and turned into a double play that I was like, I didn't think he'd get to it because it was hard hit and mm-hmm. he dove for it, spun around. And and usually the fielding's only going to get better. And right. uh, you know I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get too high and mighty on right. the kid because there will be holes. I found it interesting that you thought the weakness maybe for him would be that up and in fastball because I did think he has. He has a little bit of trouble when he gets jammed, and I yep. was thinking more like a low and in curveball yeah. could, could maybe screw him up at the plate as well. But if you notice the home runs he's hit, <clears throat> he does seem to be one of those guys that wants to take it to the opposite field. Which is he hasn't pulled perfect. anything for power yet. Right. 
No, so, but so you pitch him inside, there may be a weakness there. I, yeah. I think he has the ability to go at all directions of the field, and and that's what's going to make him be a more dynamic hitter. And uh, especially a, a at fair, Fenway, because right. a high fly ball is a is a home run, not an out here. But but that, the beauty in it is he's going to scare a lot of pitchers because you know pitchers going to have to really really strategize and, and figure out you know where to you know throw the throw the ball to this kid because if he keeps hitting the way he's hitting along with you know Eduardo Nunez you know Christian Vasquez is on a tear right now um, all these guys are really hitting at the right spot at the right time against opponents that they should be connecting on. And the more they do this, the more they'll have confidence right. to play the guys like the Yankees, like the Rays, you know, big rivals in the AL East and in the AL in general. Mm-hmm. So it's great experience right now to get your feet wet and show you what you could do against the bad opponents. That way you are prepared to dominate to dominate against the rivals. Absolutely. And look, I, I think Cleveland is a good team. I, I loved that they took both games there. I know one got rained out. But, you know, you take two out of two against Cleveland. That's First place team. That's a big series yeah. right there because that's a good team. You you mentioned you want to beat the bad teams. You know, you want to show that you're not playing down to someone else's level. But I do have concern for a lot of these hitters when they get up facing good pitching, legitimate good pitching in this league. Well, Salazar got eight, eaten up in that game. Oh, Carrasco. 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 But, I mean, and on the flip side, Chris Sale did. If you looked yeah, at that yeah, game yeah, going yeah. in, Chris Sale versus Carrasco, they were, and you told me... They were me, talking about that on the broadcast, too. Like, if, if it's going to be like 12-10, the that's final. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you had told me that would be a 12-10 final prior to that game, I'd tell you you're nuts, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you got two of the better pitchers in the AL going up against each other, and, but it happens sometimes. And then Campbell and Allen struggled, and it was just like, it was a weird game because you didn't really see it. That Reed being, gave up a home run. Exactly. It whole thing. Yeah, and he seems a to have been demoted, sample. by the way. We should talk about that as well, but I, I do just want to touch on that, uh, that game in particular because all too often this season, you know, the offense hasn't been the the group that's picking up the other side. Right. Chris Sale has been dominant all year. Craig Kimbrell's been dominant all year. So it was really nice to see in a game where Chris Sale clearly didn't have his best stuff and where Craig Kimbrell blows a save for you. Not only do you come back after Kimbrell blows the save, but you came back early on in that game from a 5 nothing deficit. So the yeah. offense really picked up their pitching, and that was the first sort of instance of that I really – I really saw in this team. And, yeah. and that's a good sign because the offense was what was struggling of late. Right. And uh, I was going to say that's probably the colossal moment of the season in general. You know, anytime you come back like that, um, you know, especially, you know, with, with – Especially the way they did come back. Exactly. Because they were down to two outs. Yeah. Uh, Moreland was down 0-2. He caught the timeout. Uh, it was very poised. It was like mm-hmm. a late timeout. It was granted. Allen still uh, was about to throw a pitch. It's extremely late. And then he worked the count yeah. and struck out, but reached on a wild pitch. The last time that's happened is like 1990. Yeah, where yeah it was a, it was a weird one, too. I, I think that Moreland didn't think it was a call strike because it was sort of a check swing. He didn't go right away. He didn't run right away, but yeah. the catcher also didn't go well, for the ball o- right away. Not only that, I think the only inning where you can do that is the ninth. Uh, is where you can run on a wild pitch with two strikes with someone on first base. Right. Right. So it was a rarity because even Jan Gomes was like, I don't know whether to go for the ball right. or if this is already well, a strikeout. He, he probably didn't even uh, he didn't see the ball, see it go by. Yeah. You know? it, it, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, that, that kind of a moment, the way you come back in that game yep. and the way you keep fighting and fighting, that was really a telltale sign to say, you know, th- maybe this team has it in them. Yep. Maybe, maybe they actually have that spark. To, to, to catch a little fire and start if, this on, if they on the have right home path. field advantage throughout the playoffs I, I don't think they will because Houston but mm-hmm. uh, even a couple uh, a few games at home that's that's gonna oh, really it'd be, it'd be huge that's live uh, I mean that's uh, I think that uh, that's one of the reasons why they got swept last year sure because, Any- because they lost those final three games because of all the David Ortiz stuff mm-hmm. and then they got swept and they ha- had one game at home yeah I don't <sighs> I, I find it hard to blame uh, not having home field advantage last year on, on that sweep. Well, I, I, I think, think that Cle- helps, though. But I think Cleveland showed right. they were far and away the better team. Right. And and they showed it beyond that series, obviously, by right. going on to take they the World won. Series to a Game 7 against the Cubs. They right. were up 3-1 in that series, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, for what it's worth, that win, 
you know, I, I said last week this team was punchless. Yeah. Done. You know, that they they just lacked a fire. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it. Yeah. I saw it in that game. Yeah. That was the first time that I'd seen this team with a little bit of fire, a little bit of, you know, that anger, that attitude. There that was you, a little poutiness at the end, you know, David Price getting yeah. splashed with the uh, Yeah, water. he didn't like getting splashed. Uh, but then he got happy. It was a weird um, uh, roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I don't did know. you see him before that, too? He like he, uh, Vasquez went to give him the forearm shiver, and he yeah. kind of was like, whoa, whoa, and he pointed <laughs> at his elbow. He's like, dude, my elbow. It hurts. It's, it hurts. I got a boo-boo It there. hurts, man. But don't, Dave, don't hit me on my elbow. It hurts. To your point, though, <laughs> change, change is sometimes good. And, yes, it is. You know, w- with <laughs> PD being out, Eduardo Nunez getting his shot. You know, Devers coming up and he getting his shot. Yeah. Christian Vasquez finally getting some p- PT o- away from Sandy Leon. I-, I think it's the way that the Red Sox are doing it, yeah. mm-hmm. it is with the the young guys and the inexperienced guys. But I mean, N- Nunez is what thirty one years old, thirty two yeah. years old, thirty. So I mean he has great amount of experience in the you know infield and at the plate. So. And he also fits in perfectly with what this team is doing, which right. is stolen bases, running the uh, running from first to third, all all that because they don't have the power. But Nunez has shown the power, which is weird, ironic because yeah. he has like no power. <laughs> <laughs> He's batting four hundred. Yeah, and we'll he has three it. home runs, and one of those was a two home run home run game, his uh, second uh, game of the uh, with his Red Sox tenure. You know? Yeah, certainly. Nunez has proven to have a little bit more power than we expected him. Well, to have. I mean, it helps when you're. Pulling the ball to uh, the monster, uh, right in Fenway. So maybe maybe he's just going to be one of Instead those of good San old Francisco, Fenway you know. Uh, uh, so one of those things that's just indisputable is the fact that since Devers and Nunez have joined the team, the Red Sox have produced more that's, offensively. That's a sign. So we're going to dive a little bit more into those numbers when we return from break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Blast on WGAM Radio. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree. Tree here, just calling to say thanks for letting me crash at your place the other night. <laughs> well, on your place. It was a rough night. I had a bit too much wind, and I think I, I might have broke your chimney, actually. So, yeah. Um, oh, any chance you'd want to drop off my tire swing? Yeah. I mean, if not, that's cool. Okay, later. Trees won't pay for tree damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more. Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employment. 
employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Boston Red Sox continue their extra inning heroics last night as Mitch Marlin hit a blast over the Green Monster in the 11th inning at Fenway to give the Red Sox a 3-2 victory over the Chicago White Sox last night. Swinging a high fly left field. Back by the wall, and this ball is gone! A walk-off home run! Boston stretches their lead over the Yankees by another game to give them a three-game lead over the New York Yankees in the AL East. In addition to their win, bullpen specialist Joe Kelly will return to the 25-man roster today after a hamstring injury. The Sox will take on the White Sox. Drew Pomerantz will be taking on big game James Shields. First pitch will be at 7-10. While the Patriots continue their training camp with Brandon Cooks making unbelievable catches and celebrating Brady's 40th birthday with this week, the Miami Dolphins suffered a major injury to their quarterback Ryan Tannehill. He may miss the season after multiple evaluations with the doctor on the same ACL. With your Sports Center update, I'm Mark Loisel. The Sports Blast continues right now. Red Sox are trailing two to one. Oh. High fly ball. Nunez laying into one, and she's gone over everything. And the ball game is tied. And Nunez continues to make lots of new friends at Fenway. Fly ball into left. Delmonico back. He's turning around. It's gone. How about that? It's out of here. It kept on carrying and carrying. He goes to the opposite field again. Devers blasting a two-run homer. And the Red Sox are off to the races tonight. Oh, what up? This ball is, I can't believe it. I thought it was going to hit the boards. Welcome back to the Sports Blast on WGAM Radio. It's like make-out music. <laughs> it's a little red bone. I, I love it. It's a little make-out music. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. No, really. setting the tone. It's raining out, kissing the rain. <laughs> you know, dim the lights a little bit. Mm. A little less sunlight. It's dark in here, but we're getting all fired up. We're getting all fired, <laughs> fired up inside. I could have gone with something a little more jolting, maybe. No. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Know? Yeah. Either way, those are your two most uh, recent additions to the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, and it is a bit of a love affair with these two over at Fenway mm. at the moment. Like you can it. tell that Nunez has, uh, has sort of endeared himself to these fans at Fenway. I Devers, was, too. Uh, the, I mean, one, the one thing I've, I've been confused about about Nunez, so when Christian Vasquez hit the walk-off, mm. they don't show it, but Nunez is running past Vasquez, and then I don't know what he does after that. I really <laughs> want to know what happens after that. He ran past him. like He's had his motor running. Yeah, he, he completely, like... Just went wherever he wanted to, and I was like, "Where? What? What did he end up doing after that? Like, did he jump on the back? Like, where did he go? I have no clue. I don't know where no he went. clue. No clue. Where's, More interesting to me has been Nunez's performance because he came here as a, a bona fide utility player, but he was an all star last year. Yeah, you know, so this guy obviously has he's a three hundred sort hitter. of talent. To, yeah. yeah, he's definitely a. I would think. A contact hitter, at Speed least that's stick. the reputation that he has. Uh, he's been tearing the cover off the ball yeah. since he came here. It's a really good get by Dombrowski. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Under, underrated sort of move there where you didn't give up too much. You gave two minor league relief options, basically. And and you didn't really think, I at least from my point of view, I think the media, the fans, you probably didn't realize maybe this guy was a little more talented than we were giving him credit for. Well, not only they that. they him as a, as a utility guy. Right. But he's a starting utility guy. He's not like Brock Holt, where if you 
start him for long stretches, he'll start to fizzle out. Right, he can play every game. Yes, and that makes the Red Sox job life a little easier down the stretch. You can rest. uh, They were planning on resting uh, before Pedroia ended up on the DL Mm -hmm. uh, that Saturday. They planned on resting Bogarts. Right. Because he had been struggling. But Bogarts Mm -hmm. has actually come on him of late. He has a nice little hitting streak going. uh, But it gives you... Uh, the ability to rest Moreland, uh, put Hanley in the field, put mm-hmm. Nunez at DH. And it gives you the ability to put Pedroia on the bench when he comes back. He has uh, baseball activities. He was doing baseball activities yesterday. I don't know what baseball activities uh, means. Yeah, like he, he could simulation be, kind play, of ground balls. Catch or something like uh, that. He yeah. could be chewing sunflower seeds and sitting on the bench. Who knows? That, that could be a baseball activity. I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but no. <laughs> it could be. Nothing to get excited about. <laughs> to your point, maybe you know Devers takes nights off or, or right. he could play a DH right. if instead you're of playing in the field. Facing like a really tough lefty. See, the way I look at Nunez is he's a very complimentary piece to what the Red Sox needed. Yep. Um, he kind of reminds me of like my team Prado kind of a, a player mm-hmm. who can play like a lot of positions in the infield. If you need him somewhere, yeah. you Nunez can, fill can also the gap. play the outfield. He plays left field. I was going to say he reminds me a little of when they acquired Orlando Cabrera. Yeah. You know, and he suddenly Brock Holt before provided the a jolt to the well. offense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and look, I, I It's think, good to have that. I think it's fascinating because we were sitting here a couple weeks ago before the deadline before Devers came up saying, "Wow, they have a hole at third base." Yep. And what are they going to do? Now they have too many options. Now now you have <laughs> what I like to call a good problem yeah. when Pedroia gets healthy because you, now you have plenty of options. Right. You know, uh, and it's almost like uh, who do you go with? Who's whoever's swinging the hot bat? Maybe like you said if someone needs rest, yep. you go with Nuñez at second base if 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 PD needs some rest or shortstop if Bogey needs some rest. Exactly. You can rest someone. But I mean, if they if Devers and Nunez are going to continue to swing the bat the way they have, yeah. I don't know how you take them out of the lineup. And well, it's funny because Devers started in the nine hole, and then three games later he was hitting fifth. <laughs> yeah, Move and, it I, all and up. you know what? I have a lot of questions about that as well with regards to Farrell and his I management don't. style. Because, I don't, because Brian, we've seen it with with some of the young players with Farrell where he moves them up too quickly, and and I think in well, ways, yeah, but there's a difference between them and what Devers ha- have looked. How like. is Bogarts any different from? Devers, for example. Uh, well, Bogarts has always been a contact hitter, so it makes sense to move him to the top three because that's yeah. Where but he, he did it quickly, events. is what I'm saying. He did it very quickly, and and I think we can all agree, uh, three years into it's Bogarts' career, that I, I I don't know if it's worked out. He hasn't hit his ceiling. He hasn't reached his potential, in my well, opinion. He's not a power hitter. He's a contact hitter. It doesn't matter. He's not hitting 300. No, what I'm saying it's worked out for uh, Devers. Yeah, sure. to, to move so up far, so, so far, far, so far, yeah. But I'm one. I'm worried I mean, down the line. It, what what well, you yeah, do to these players does have an impact on them down the line. Where's Ben Attendi in the lineup after you hit him clean up uh, two months into the season this year? Yeah, yeah. I true. mean, what's he, he been up to lately? He, 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 I mean, he he came out of it. I, he was rested two days just to get his mind sure, back, just to get his mind back. But he's a, because he, Farrell made it mush. Well, but no, it, he didn't so, make it mush. He, it, it's it, it's just it, some, it might be a hitting thing with Ben Attendi. Yeah. You know, like he may just need to get his focus back because he does strike me as a kid that can handle some of the pressure. But yeah. you just got to watch it with young players you, when you put too much on their shoulders. I well, agree, Dave. I think consistency of the batting order is really what you need to you know pinpoint because if and, you're fouling, you're shuffling around. And that's what around. Nunez brings to the table because he can bat top three and he can also bat towards the bottom of the lineup for the turnaround. But I'm talking about Dave's point when you know Devers keeps moving up the ro- you know the I batting think, order. I don't think he's going to move up any higher than fifth. Uh, I would no, I but would I mean fifth. You go from ninth to fifth in a matter of what. Three days. Three, three days. Couple games. Yeah. Now you're in the beat of the lineup, and and look, it can go the other way. Right. They have a better beat in that club. Well, I think the main reason why he went up is because Jackie Bradley's been struggling, and they put him down in the Jackie nine. Jackie Bradley hole. belongs in the nine hole where he's always <laughs> produced. Okay. <laughs> yes. And that's no dig on Jackie Bradley. For some reason, he produces out of the nine hole. Not so I'm just far. Saying, than the last couple games. But. I'm not saying I know best either, right. because clearly the the people in that clubhouse know more what makes a guy like Devers tick. Right. You right. know. So maybe moving him up in the lineup is just showing confidence in him, and maybe that's something that a a player like Devers needs. I don't know, but I have seen in the past Farrell has been a little too quick to put these young players in more high-leverage, high-pressure situations, and, you know, I'm three years into the Bogarts experiment here, and I'm not not happy with Bogarts' overall production. Betts, for what it's worth, had a great year last year, but he has, has... completely had a down year 
with yeah. regards to what you expect out of him, you know, maybe it's just a down year. But these are the things you have to watch out for with right. the young players on this roster. And when it comes to John Farrell, I don't know if he manages the young guys that I well. mean, the thing with Betts is he, I don't, I don't know uh, what his deal is, like, personality-wise, but I saw a quote from him. Someone asked him about, like, last year and yeah. this year. You hear this? And, and he was talking, and, like, he's like, I don't know if I'll ever hit 30 home runs again. I, I think mean, I he, think he, he just— He said last year was last year. I may never do that again. Right. That's not what you want to hear That's out of the guy that confidence. was a, a second in the MVP voting last year. Yeah, yeah I That's mean— That's not what you want out of that guy. I just think he's always—from he's, uh, what I hear, he's always— Overcritical on himself. Mm. Sure, and that can be a good thing, and sometimes it can be a bad thing. Right. We talk about David Price being a masochist. Right. If if Mookie Betts is gonna be, uh, you know, giving himself crap I mean, he too ha- much, he, he has fun with it though. So th- there's a difference between him and David yeah. Price. But you don't like to hear uh, that. No, sort of especially comment. from a young out of, player out of a guy who's supposed to be one of the leaders of this team, right. not just you know off the field, but on the field. Yeah. Right. You expect him to produce more than any other guy out there because right. he finished second in the MVP voting last year. Right. And so, hey far, guys, I, I do. I mean, w- he does lead the team in home runs and RBI and. With it's runners a, it's and a down position. year, though. He's hitting yeah. like 260 right now. No, he's right. hitting 270. He's back up into the 270s? Yeah. Well, good. I hope he has a strong finish. But uh, it, he's had a down year. So for what it's worth, I just, I, I'm just i a little bit hesitant to want to move Devers up the lineup uh, it, just because he's a young kid. You don't want to get too in his head. I, I, right. I just think I the, do only, wanna, the main reason why they did it is because of Jackie Bradley in the nine hole. I, I do want to mention something, and, it, and it, it, you know, it kind of sparked my interest. You know, watching these uh, three pass games, I'm kind of getting sick of you know the guys going up to the plate and trying to hit the home run. I, I see it way, way too much. Jackie Bradley last night trying to put it, you know. Well, that it, was well, that was what center that field. was in the uh, what tenth inning. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Like, I, yeah, I, I know trying I know, to. I know Jackie has that power, yeah. Brian. I know he has that power, but show a little more discipline, okay? It was the second pitch that at bat, but like Hanley Ramirez trying to shoot for the moon, uh, Mookie Betts. You know he has the power, but I feel like he's trying too much. Xander Bogart, same thing, and I I recognize that there, there's a hole in, in the power situation, okay? Mm-hmm. We all know. Right, and and they're trying to fulfill that hole, you know, because Dave Ortiz's absence, absence. I get it. They want to hit the big home run, but at the same time, if the pitch is there and you can get a hit on it, just take the base hit. Right. Stop going for the big big bomb. You don't need it. I you think you don't need it. I think you're hitting the nail on the head when it comes to some of the struggles that the younger players have had here. They're trying I, too hard. I, I absolutely believe. That they, that they think they've got to fill that void left by David Ortiz, where the power numbers have been down. I think they feel a need to try and pull the ball for power, especially when it comes to Betts and Bogarts. I mean, you heard it from Bogarts early in the season that uh, about David Ortiz. He's like, yeah, we obviously miss him. Like, so, yeah, he said yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was an Instagram tweet yeah. by Mookie Betts uh, right after the Eckersley incident, too, uh, where he, uh, he basically put out Ortiz... I miss you, like frowny face, <laughs> you know? And so they miss Ortiz, for sure, but they shouldn't be trying to be Ortiz. If you're a Mookie Betts or a Xander Bogarts and you get a pitch to the outside, don't try and pull the ball uh, over the monster for a homer. Drive it the opposite direction. That's how this team needs to hit. Yeah. They right. don't have power hitters, but they do have great contact hitters, so yeah. they need to play to their strengths and accept the fact that they might be a small ball team. And that's what they've been doing lately, but they've also run into some balls. Mitch Moreland uh, hit, hit that big home run. He also right. had the home run during that uh, uh, during the game the other day, too. Sure, but right. w- what we started with this segment was the addition of Devers and Nunez. Yep. Because there is a huge difference in this offensive output from when Devers joined the team and prior to that. So I just want to go over these numbers really quick. Because uh, let's start it at the All-Star break. Coming back from the All-Star break. Even uh, that four-game series against Tampa, uh, we should have included that too. uh, Well, we don't have to. It's it's cleaner to just do it because (laughs) it's, uh, it's about the same sample size. So 12 games between... When they came back from the All-Star break and when Devers made his debut, they were averaging 3.25 runs per game in those 12 games. What was their record in those games? Do you remember? No? Uh, no, I don't recall, but they, right. they had a losing record. Right. They, I think, were maybe 5-7. and seven. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, uh, So they were struggling at the plate especially, but focus on that. They had scored 39 total runs in 12 games between... 
coming back from the All-Star break in Devers' debut. That's pretty Since Devers' Devers debut, nine games have been played. And they've scored 53 total runs. So three fewer games, and they've scored 14 more runs since Devers has joined the lineup, and that's 5.9 per game. I was going to say close to six runs, yeah. Now if you want to expand that to when Nunez joined. So that's seven games. The past seven games. Now this obviously includes Devers in the lineup in those nine games that he's played, except for the first two. Mm -hmm. So uh, since Devers joined, nine games, 5.9 runs per game for the Red Sox. Since Nunez joined seven games ago, the Red Sox are averaging 6.28 runs per game. They've scored 44 runs in the past seven games. Smarter, and they're, and they're smarter hitters. They, so, so immediately you just see the correlation. The 12 games prior to Devers coming in, they're scoring 3.25 runs per game. Devers joins, and you see a little spike, 5.9 runs per game. Nunez joins, and you see yet another spike in the offensive output, 6.28 runs per game. Change is good, and, Dave. And all that says to me is, and I don't believe in coincidences, okay? Yeah. Devers joining this roster and Nunez joining this roster has catapulted the offense. It's given them the jolt they needed. That's exactly what I thought it would do. I didn't think it would do it to this extent. No, uh, you wouldn't have thought that it would be this much of an impact so quickly. I knew it would be a jolt because it would... Uh, I think Nunez would have given guys ample rest. I, th- I think that's what he was going to be. That was his goal. That was his job, to give people rest. Sure. But with Pedro on the DL, he obviously ne- needs more than that. Right. <laughs> and, and look, it's working out for them. Yep. So, I mean, that's why I say you, you have a good problem on your hands when Petey comes back because it's going to be really difficult to take Devers and Nunez out of this lineup I don't if think they you're keep producing the to. same way they are. Yeah. I'm, you're going to have to take someone out, though, Brian. Right. And then, uh, Someone's going to miss playing a, time. Once a week, you rest one guy. It's it's perfect. I don't think it's as simple as that. It, it is, actually. Once a week, you rest one guy. What does that even mean? Uh, from your normal starting lineup? You, you, re- you can rest Pedroia, Bogarts, Devers one day. You can rest Nunez one day. Yeah, that's you, not once per week. You're resting a guy every game out of your starting Yeah, lineup. that's what I meant. Yeah. One, if you rest one guy, it, it equals out. So one, okay, so one you're, guy you're saying a week. one guy gets yeah. one rest. Yeah, a day a week. each week, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's confusing. So look, <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily disagree yeah. because I do think there's something to Bogarts and, and how much he's had to play. Yeah. We've seen a drop-off. Uh, from his play the past two Julys, he's fallen off a cliff. Yeah. So I think there's something to giving Bogarts a few less at bats and yep. maybe getting him some rest. Petey, yep. he's he's getting old. Yep. He's obviously been on the DL now twice this year. Yep. So you got to watch out for him. I, All because smart of the to Machado give him some rest too. Uh, incident. So I agree. You, you have a good problem on your hands here when you're talking about mm-hmm. you know Nunez uh, being able to fill in. Uh, in a lot of different ways right. for this team, but I al- I want to also make a point that you don't just rest people just to just to rest just them. to do it exactly. exactly. It's all about like a gut feeling. If a guy's red hot, you're not going to take him out of the lineup. Like if PD was healthy right now, I would still stick with Eduardo Nunez and Rafael Devers, and that's the only reason why I, I feel like no, you don't because Pedroia yeah. was on fire before he went on the DL. He's the one guy yeah, who's producing com- during that big slump. Yep, but he's coming back from injury, so I wouldn't sure. you know just jump right to yeah. the gun and put him right back in. I probably I, would. I, I would. massage him just with Pedroia. I, I probably would because Pedroia's that guy. He's an everyday guy, yeah. you know. And and for what it's worth, I know he's had some of the off the field issues. But he's always been a guy who's led by example on the field. Yeah. So you can say what you want about all the off the field. Oh, I, you don't see anybody else standing here. You talking to me? I don't see nobody else standing here. You talking to me? Fact. 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 Right from right from me. Right, fr- right from right from the from source's the, mouth. Right from the. I, I'm the source. I'm right and here. And the horse. I'm right here. You see my mouth? I'm it not moves. going anywhere. It's the horse's mouth. Words come out from that. I'm a saucy horsey. <laughs> saucy horsey. I'm on the, I'm the black beauty. <laughs> so, so look, Petey, uh, you, you can say what you want about the off-the-field stuff, yeah. but on the field, the, the guy's work ethic is unrivaled. And, and I think you it's do, uncanny. I yeah. think you you got to acknowledge the fact, too, that he's had a great offensive year. Yeah. Prior to the DL stint, he had, dro- he had driven in like 29 runs in a matter of 27 games. games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you, ne- you need his offensive production. 
I do think there's going to be ways that you need to slot in Nunez. And for what it's worth, Devers right now looks like an everyday third baseman, but we'll see how that goes. All I know is that if when Pedroia comes back, this lineup gets even deeper. Like. I agree. <laughs> I, I, again, good problems to have. Right? Not a bad thing. First world problems. All right, we're going to wrap up this segment here. Uh, next segment, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more Red Sox, uh, getting more specifically into the bullpen and the situation that's going on there as they're starting to get some arms back in that bullpen. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere on WGAM Radio. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. This is NBC Sports Radio. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree. Tree here. Just calling to say thanks for letting me crash at your place the other night. <laughs> well, on your place. It was a rough night. I had a bit too much wind, and I think I, I might have broke your chimney, actually. So, yeah. Um, oh, any chance you'd want to drop off my tire swing? Yeah. I mean, if not, that's cool. Okay, later. Trees won't pay for tree damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Find your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. What if you got rewarded for every good decision? What if your heart had a special way of letting you know it appreciates your healthy choices? Oh, I've got to get my family to eat more vegetables. Amazing! And instead of cooking with butter tonight, I think I'll saute our veggies with a heart-healthy oil. You're a genius! So really, would your food choices pay off in heart health? Did you know that when you replace bad fats with healthier fats, like those in canola or other vegetable oils, it can lower bad cholesterol levels, and that's good for your heart. Here's a winning idea. Take up the challenge for good health, because the you of the future will say, Fantastic! Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Boston Red Sox continue their extra inning heroics last night as Mitch Marlin hit a blast over the Green Monster in the 11th inning at Fenway to give the Red Sox a 3-2 victory over the Chicago White Sox. Swinging a high fly left field. Back by the wall, and this ball is gone! A walk-off home run! Mitch Moreland, Red Sox win it 3-2! Boston stretches their lead over the Yankees by another game to give them a three-game lead in the AL East. In addition to their win, the bullpen specialist Joe Kelly will return to the 25-man roster today. After a hamstring injury, the Red Sox will take on the White Sox. Drew Pomerantz will be taking the mound against Big James, James Shields. First pitch will be at 7-10. While the Patriots continue their training camp with Brandon Cooks making unbelievable catches and celebrating Brady's 40th birthday this week, the Miami Dolphins suffered a major injury to their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He may miss the season after going through multiple evaluations on the same ACL he tore last season. With your Sports Center update, I'm Mark Loisel. The Sports Blast continues from the WJAM Radio Studios in Nashville right now.
tied at two in the 11th. Now Marlon getting his first at bat. Swinging a high fly left field. Back by the wall. And this ball is gone. A walk-off home run. Mitch Marlin. Red Sox win it 3-2. Can you believe it? Couple walk-offs for the Red Sox this past week. Yeah, play-by-play yeah. yeah. play nice announcers. Play-by-play play announcers think it's un unbelievable. <laughs> it, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to uh, to, the, to EEI because uh, that was at that point. Yeah, unbelievable. The amount of walk-offs that they've had this year is. Uh, they're also. I, I believe they're ten and two in extra innings. They've been great in extra innings. They've played so many extra innings. They have. They've, they've almost played like three extra games. Yeah, uh, great experience. Uh, and you know what? It's probably a, a no more than one that. of the reasons why they've uh, they've, they've played like 40 se- 45 extra innings. Okay, so that's five extra games. That's so, so many. Well, games. I couldn't. I didn't know off the top of my head. Oh, the extra they, innings they, they've played. They they saw uh, they um, did a stat on it during last night's ah, game. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Either way, they they have had some uh, heroic moments this year. Yeah, uh, which was a it was a knock on them last year. It, they, it took them till like August to get their first walk off. If yeah. you remember last year, yeah. it was the Hanley Ramirez uh, homer against the Yankees. Right, good times. Uh, and that was one of the uh, one of the few walk offs that they had last year. This year, it seems like they walk off six constantly. They have, they have six on the season, which is a pretty high number. Yeah, honestly, um, you know what? We're we're hoping now that the end of these games, maybe you need a little less late game heroics from the offense. Because we're getting some bullpen arms back. Yeah, yeah. pitching's been pretty bad lately, though, from the bullpen standpoint. Really? It hasn't been great. They I, they seem Kimbrel's to have been struggling a bit here man. and there. Yeah, but last night they got scoreless relief, and then the night before they got like six innings of scoreless relief. But it, all right, it hasn't been that great. Then it's been pretty shaky. Uh, like Addison Reed comes in and he gives up that that home run. Yeah. Right? That's not good. That's not good. Kimbrell <laughs> giving up, you know, all these different walks and these different hits. We're not accustomed to seeing. Well, we were last year, right? That, yeah, we that's were. the one red flag for me with Kimbrell right now yeah. is that you're seeing him struggle a little bit more with location, which was what he struggled with last year. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, I hope it's not the workload, but there is that concern with him because they well, used him they, so much at at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they used him five times before May yeah, he had ended all, in the eighth inning. He saved their ass every time. Oh, my. He's been – and he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not knocking Craig Kimbrell well, in his performance this year. I think he maybe has been overworked. Addison Reed because he can take some of the saves. When well, and so you – you tell me about this and your opinion on this, Brian, because I, I was actually thinking of No, I, I don't think he got demoted. You don't think he got demoted? No. Why Matt, has he pitched in the seventh inning each of the last two nights? Uh, I mean, when he was they still, haven't had a lead yet. Did Did Farrell not say that he was closer B, eighth inning setup guy? What do you mean they didn't have a lead? They won each of the last two nights. They It was tied at the time. So You're not going to bring him in in the eighth. Uh, once again, uh, the part of the lineup that was coming up was the tougher part of the lineup that Addison Reed was facing. Is he your eighth inning guy or not? Yes. So why isn't he pitching in the eighth inning? Because it was a tie game. and That it, makes no sense, It was Brian. a tie game, and the, the part of the lineup that the te- other team was bringing up was the tougher part of the lineup. I, I, may, I may allow for Matt Barnes has been great at Fenway. You know, so you bring him in last night in the eighth inning because he's been so good at Fenway. Maybe you you leave the road games in the eighth to Addison Reed, but that's not what Farrell said. Yeah, and that's when not he, what when he, he did. came here. He said he's closer B. He's our eighth inning setup guy, flat out. End of story. And that's not eighth what he did guy. against the Indians. No, he no, went, he, he went in the eighth. He he gave up the home run in the eighth, and it yeah. seems like that one home run got him demoted in my eyes. I don't think so. He's he's been in the seventh inning twice since he gave up. One home run in the eighth inning. And regardless if it's a tie score, I, I think you should still bring him in in as the I, eighth. That's as what I an said, eighth inning guy does. As I said, I think it was the part of the lineup that was coming up was the tougher part of the lineup. An eighth inning setup guy is any part of the lineup, if it's close enough where your team is within reach, you're bringing that guy in in the eighth. Yes, but if you're looking ahead and look at the matchups, that's... Brian, uh, again, eighth inning guy. If, if he's your setup guy... You're not even looking at the other team's lineup. You, you're going. You your should right. always look at the other. Do team's you look lineup. at it with the closer? Yeah, but you, when, yeah, when you're bringing exactly. in Craig Kimbrell, does it matter where in the lineup you are? 
No, because so closer B, yeah. eight, your eighth inning setup guy, it doesn't matter. There's the no lefty righty specialist. Right, the teams that have the success in the bullpen. It might be. It might have to do with Barnes' numbers at home. I don't it, know. It, it might, but I, we've seen it with Farrell. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Is that he doesn't define roles for these guys in the bullpen. He should. We haven't had an eighth inning setup guy all year. Matt Barnes has been the main please. one. Please, it's been by committee, and you know it. It's been Joe Kelly, actually. Joe Kelly can't pitch the eighth inning every game. Yeah. He has to take a day off in between his appearances. He throws 100 miles an hour every That's time he goes That's not an eighth there. inning guy. That is not an eighth inning guy. Joe Kelly's not an eighth inning guy. He's a platoon eighth inning guy with Matt, with Matt Barnes and with Heath Henbury. But Addison Reed should be the eighth inning guy, and all those other guys should be seventh, sixth. Farrell said as much. Yes. That Addison Reed would be our eighth inning guy, our bridge to Craig Kimbrell, closer B. So what are you doing last What night? happened? I can't explain it. Uh, so I, I, I'm wondering <laughs> if he's been demoted. You don't think he has been, but... I don't think so, but I mean... I, I mean, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see. Maybe right. he just wanted to make sure, hey, Addison, like, we, we are... We are going to need you here. Yeah. You gave up a home run. Maybe We're going to put you in in the seventh these next couple games, see if you come back, and he's pitched well. Yeah. He has pitched well in well, his last, last two appearances. Last night, he was filthy. Uh, Which is why he should be your eighth inning right. guy. And last night was a perfect example of why you want Addison Reed pitching in the eighth inning. So if after last night, he's not pitching in the eighth inning in his next appearance, but Joe I, Kelly I don't know back. what the hell's going on. <laughs> Joe Kelly would be a great guy to have in the seventh inning. Yeah. If you need it. If if a starter goes six, Joe Kelly, Matt Barnes, perfect for the seventh Heath inning. Embry. Yeah. Yeah. Heath Embry. Heath yeah. Embry. Those guys starter now need five. to be your seventh yep. inning guys instead of your eighth inning guys. Well, and, and the bullpen. In the seventh inning, if, it, if it's a close game, you can get creative. You can bring in like a lefty-righty specialist and then have you know Joe Kelly and you know, uh, right. Heath Embry. Right. And, and, then and, you can and Brandon use Workman Joe, has been good, too. And yeah. then you can use Joe Kelly um, for more than one day, you know, if you, exactly. if you bring him in with, like, I, one I or two I don't think you outs. can use him more than one day. You, that's the only way he pitched those those two days I mentioned last week. Where yeah, he pitched, the, the one he time pitched he pitched .2 and .1 innings, so that's which how to me, it. Which, to me, suggests he doesn't pitch two consecutive days. I think it's just for this year because he's just – uh, becoming a bullpen We're arm? talking about this year. What? We're talking about this I year. I know. I'm just saying in the, <laughs> fu- in the future, like starting next year, I okay, think he'll be able to pitch more. But, but I mean, I'm not concerned about the future. You're Addison right. Reed's only here for this year. Maybe. They could sign So uh, as far as we know, Addison Reed is a rental for right. this bullpen. Right. That's as far as we know. Yeah. And as far as we know, but then Joe get- Kelly can't pitch every other. Uh, he has you, to pitch every you, other day. You get Carson Smith back. Again, unknown there. You get we don't know what we're going to get from Carson Thornburg Smith. Back. No, yeah, you don't get you Tyler get Thornburg back. He's out for the whole season. Next year. I'm not talking about next <laughs> no, season. I'm talking about season. next year. So the surplus <laughs> of the infielders right now is a great problem. Bullpen? No. Oh. The surplus of the infielders right now is a great problem, just like having arms in the bullpen oh, okay. yeah. is a great problem and to have. And they're getting healthier, which is – look – Joe Kelly coming back is a good thing. Yeah. I'm not trying to rip on Joe Kelly. And Carson Smith coming back is a really good icing thing. On es- cake. Especially he has icing 30 on days um, rehab stint, so especially we're not sure if, he if he's going to. Well. I don't know if he'll be back until September, but he could be back in a week. He might not be. Either way, my one concern he is, is, is the guy who you rely on to manage the bullpen. Addison Reed is your eighth inning setup guy. He showed it last night in the seventh inning. Don't screw it up. He needs to be that guy that's there to bridge the gap between the rest of your rotation and Craig Kimbrell. Uh, That wraps up our Red Sox talk. We might do a little bit more on them later on in the show, but we're going to start in on some Patriots training camp. It was Tom Brady's 40th birthday this week. They brought some goats. We're sure to talk about that as well. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Blast on WGAM Radio.